0: Hello, and welcome to Cubicle Confidential, weekly advice for the working stiff. I'm Chris DeSantis, and let me introduce my co-hosts, starting with L's, the lovely, the learned, and the lugubrious Mary Abajay. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Good job with the lugubrious, I can't even say that, like, lugubrious. lugubrious, nice. Uh, hi everybody, I am the, the lugubrious <laughs> Mary Abogay, Uh and I, it is my distinct uh, pleasure to introduce to you my co-host, the lightsome, the lovable, and the legend, that is, Chris DeSantis. <sighs> They're
0: on their feet. Legend. Yeah, le- legend. Legend. I love that. That Legend. A legend in my own mind. Isn't that from a song? Legend in this. Oh, that know, was Car- like- Carly Simon.
1: Was it? Well, you're, just dating, you're just dating. His you're just mind, dating a legend in own A hero in. I am. Just, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! So, that's Chris, how you doing? The only one who will. That's I'm true. doing pretty
0: well. <laughs> well, <laughs> doing pretty well,
1: I am happy to see you here today uh, because we have kind of an interesting show. So we are going to talk about sort of managing up, sort of stuff. Uh, oh, and that's I'm going to give you a little, stuff. I know it's my stuff, but here's the thing. So I recently did a a. Uh, session on managing up, how to move mm-hmm. up when at work and succeed with any type of boss for a very well known, uh, huge, let's call them a tech company, uh, based mm. in California. Oh, uh, uh, that, uh, is really, I, it, this company is a noun and a verb. Uh, they are everywhere. Mm. And I did this presentation for about 500 uh women, wow. women 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 they were uh, 500 women five, wow they were mostly women uh in a very techy kind of bro culture f- field uh okay. it was a global audience and, wow! Yeah, it was super fun, and they, you know, uh, there were so many. They just kept chatting all these questions to me. And and,
0: and how? So it was a you were you were it virtual, virtual. It was virtual. Or you were live, and they were virtual. Okay. No, we you were, were live all virtual. Any of oh, oh, everyone was virtual. Okay. Everyone was
1: virtual. And you know, I couldn't even. And I even like even after the presentation, I stayed on for like another forty five minutes and answered questions. And I couldn't get through all of them. So like the sucker that I am, I said, you know well, will send me the ones we didn't get to in the chat, and I will answer them for you and then it was oh. like uh-oh rah, rah, that's a lot of questions and then i thought but you know what i've got a podcast so instead of writing out the answers to all these questions why don't i sucker chris desantis oh, into coming yeah. on the show <laughs> and helping oh, okay, me great. answer these questions uh and, now, now quick question yeah.
0: did you get paid for this gig oh yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, okay, fine for you. <laughs> fine for, but but uh, don't worry, I'm happy to answer the question. <laughs> <Happy> to- <laughs> oh
1: yeah, oh, I know. Funny. I'm feeling ever, but you know, I got paid for the gig, but not for the follow-on work that this has become. So.
0: <laughs> okay. I get it. I get <laughs> so it. So I will
1: say this: as a, so, I thought I would bring these two. So some of the questions are a little, you know, because they were chat chat questions, like in the in the uh, in the the Zoom uh-huh. the Zoom chat. Um, I think it was Google Meets that we did it. So they may be a little. Um, I didn't I didn't really edit any questions. So we're just going to try to make up what people they're are trying raw. <clears throat> they're
0: very raw. They're very
1: raw. But keep in mind that that uh, they're almost all from women. I think they're all from women, although there were a handful of, of men on this. Um, mostly earliest career and a global audience. So uh, yeah,
0: see, that's a that puts a spin on, all of a, spin
1: on a lot of these. So um, so if you're ready I'll yeah. go well, the j- just book. so we
0: know, just so they know, we we know that there are cultural differences uh, 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 clearly across the globe. So we have a bias towards what uh, an American company, a U.S.-based company yeah. might do in in situations where you're managing other people. Now, this company, one of the Magnificent Seven, I was guessing, one mm-hmm. of the Magnificent it Seven be. in technology, exactly, this company... It, uh, is global but typically my theory would be in these global companies that have their headquarters in the United States there is a bias towards US management practices.
1: Yes and so when we that's thank you for sharing for, for pointing that out because yes yeah, so the, I think the advice we are going to give people is going to be how to be successful in a U.S. based, Western based sort of management culture. Yeah, that's
0: as much as we know, yeah. because otherwise, because I think there will be some issues around hierarchy and mm-hmm. and roles of gender and and all of these things that we you know that are nuanced to wherever you are.
1: That's it. So, all right. Well, let's see. All right. Let's see how many we can get let's through. See. All right. <clears throat> All right. So uh, we were talking about, uh, impulsive bosses. It's one of the things that I talk mm-hmm. about frequently and, um, and I'd given some strategies Thanks. of how to navigate an impulsive boss. And this chat question came up, uh, Uh, So how do you navigate an impulsive boss that resists any guardrails? Because I talked about getting, putting guardrails around them. And this Mm -hmm. person writes, they seem to revel in chaos and they don't want you to be focused. They expect you to be okay with 90, 90 degree turns and expect you to turn on a dime. That was their question. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with someone who resists guardrails and they expect you to turn on a dime and they revel in chaos? What would Mm -hmm. you say?
0: Well, th- I think a couple of things here. Uh, my first thing that comes to mind is that uh, that this this boss. A lot of this has to. What's the carrot for what they're for what you're doing? Meaning, is is there a great if you move into the role of this kind of boss? This kind of boss expects you to be this way. Yeah. Meaning that the, if the carrot's big enough, they will ask these very weird and out of I will say, anom- inappropriate uh, things of you, which means. Okay, you've done this report, but I don't want that anymore. I want to do this direction, or I want to do this. So what you think, I think you have to appear in their minds, appear in their minds as quite adaptive and agile. I think that's, they, they want to see an image of themselves reflected in you. That does not mean you have to always be adaptive and agile. It means you have to do a better job of tracking what it, they are saying to you. And so in that sense, I think you have to be prepared not to do too much work on anything until you get to the next level of commitment relative to what they're doing. So they might spew nine ideas. You have a list of all nine ideas, and then you might check with them. Okay, so what's our priority today relative to these ideas that you've listed so far? Where should I go down? And then only at their behest, as a consequence of their carrying through on the next idea versus a new idea being presented, do you do additional work? So I think that's how I would play them.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. Um, it's really, I agree with Chris. You, you, you do at one level, not only do you have to appear flexible and adaptive, but I do yeah. think you need to kind of, um, uh, foster more adaptability within you as well. Uh, if you're, yes. if you want to succeed with somebody who is super flexible or chaotic, then this more skills you can build around being able to live and thrive in that, uh, kind of a context is going to be really, ho- uh, very uh, helpful to you. Uh, I would quibble with one thing. You know, when we're trying sure. to manage up, not with you, with the question, Uh oh. when we're trying to manage up, you know, like she had said, and I'm going to assume it's a she, since they're mostly women on this, they yeah, right. uh, they don't want you to be focused. So we make up a lot of stories about our difficult bosses. Like you don't know that they don't want you to be focused. Uh You know that they are not focused. Uh So okay. when we take away the stories about why they're doing stuff, we can also take away some of the heat. Because if we make up the story, they don't want me to be focused, that puts Mm -hmm. heat in us and our heat puts us into an amygdala hijack, you know, like an anger Mm. position and you want to keep away from that. So in addition to what Chris said, I would say, you know, when they are actually being this super impulsive, you want to make sure that you are asking some clarifying questions. So really be clear about what they want you to change. And again, we've talked about like, you know, making sure they're seeing the priorities and the trade offs of their changes. Right. Um and really if your if your boss really is this impulsive, you've got to really anticipate this and Pay attention to when they are doing this and the why behind it. And that could even be a question you could ask them, help me understand why we're shifting gears here. Uh, there may be some context that you don't know. Um, and then I would say, in addition to everything Chris said, is that, um, you know, you might want to take a moment to reflect on your long-term career goals. Uh, you know, because if this isn't the right job for you, or if, or if this sort of chaos is not going does not like serve you it, if your strengths aren't best using this kind of chaos, then I think you might want to think about finding a new position, uh, in this large mm. company or, or finding a new boss because some people do not thrive under chaos. And if this is you, you'll learn a little bit, but you really want to try to find a job that's going to be more in alignment with kind of your mode, your pace, uh, and your comfort zone around chaos versus stability. Like I like a little chaos, not a lot, but a little. Um, mm-hmm. So I would think about where you where you are in that continuum of chaos versus stability.
0: I like that. I think that's all really sounded fine. You know what we didn't talk about, although I don't know how germane it would be, just your opinion on this is. You think it's good to know what their boss is about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you know. I think some of this chaos could be coming down. Um, yeah, uh, it I, could be
0: right. It's I, a river that flows. It's a
1: river that flows. That's by why I think if you ask some clarifying questions when they when the when the uh, gears are shifted, you might learn a little bit more, and that might take the heat off. Um,
0: yeah, because this person moved up. Yeah, and they have this trait. Yeah. So- I'm wondering, so who's supporting that or is it the role that supports it? Yeah, Yeah. because
1: you're right. Because what this company does, this is a very fast-moving company. It's a very innovative company. And innovation is sometimes uh, very... Closely connected to chaos at times, right? Right. Right. New things. So,
0: no, I think that's interesting. Well, I think that was helpful. All right.
1: I think so too. (laughs) All right. Thank you. All right. Here is a next one. Um, Do you have any tips to help to get help from your manager when they are spread too thin? For example, my manager has line managers for three out of four of their sub teams, but not for my team. Um, And there is no headcount for one. And then my manager's manager uh, has left and was replaced, but the new person is still coming up to speed. So this is really about getting attention from your boss who may not have the bandwidth to serve you and their boss's boss doesn't have the experience yet to help you when you need help
0: yeah wow okay well i I, hmm, this you can go several directions with this one one is i think okay there are three other sub team managers so my guess is you probably have overlapping issues uh, so you could always rely on your colleagues at the peer level, say, here's some issues that I'm dealing with. And I know I'm not getting the kind of support I need because our, our boss is busy right now. What do your advice for some of whatever these things are? So I think if you could draw them into the mix, if at all possible. Now, again, I don't know the nature of the business. Maybe you're highly competitive with each other. And then maybe the cooperation is nil. But I would say people like to help if they can. Yeah. So in that sense, be, be judicious in the help that you ask for. But again, they're a good source. Another thing I might do in, to- in a totally different direction, though, is go to your boss and say, what can I help you do to take off of your plate right now? Because I'm sure you're taking on the work of our manager's manager since the new manager isn't up to speed yet. So is it so? this is going to curry favor with you in the future, even though it's going to take o- more work for you in the present. But you're- what you're saying to them is, I'm-, I'm on the team. And so I need I need to help you because you need help. And then that in turn has implicit reciprocity in it, in, in, inferred and in saying, OK, look, I know that you don't have a, a, man, a, a manager you're doing in a way that I, you know, I'm not supporting you as much in this particular instance. I think they'll recognize that at some point and then come back around. I think it'll help you.
1: Yeah, I that love those. So those are all great ideas. Um, I would just offer some classic. You're kind of dealing with a ghost boss here. And, oh, yeah, And yeah. ghost bosses ghost for lots of reasons. It looks like your ghost boss is ghosting just because they're spread too thin. Uh, so I love going to them and asking them what you can help them with. The other things would just be classic uh, strategies, like make sure that you are clearly communicating uh your need for input on on certain projects so as chris said go get what you need from as many other people as you can and then whether you are scheduling like regular critical meetings short critical meetings uh with your boss uh for what you absolutely need from them go ahead and do that make these meetings short get in get out part of what you have to do is train your boss that you are really going to respect his her or their time by making these meetings short uh keep them in the loop with emails it's a little bit of a cya a little bit of cover your Mm -hmm. ass make sure that uh you are not going out too far on anything without at least keeping them in the loop um and just you know be uh Uh, uh, be patient and keep expressing your needs to be with this boss, not like overdoing it, uh, but to the point where like they know that you are there and that they want some more of your time. Um, And then finally, like always be prepared. Should you have like get five minutes with this boss, unexpected minutes that you know what you want the most out from this person, right? So mm-hmm. like, so like, if I happen to run into Chris DeSantis in the hallway, I have a list of the things, most important things I need to ask him about and take that and get that get those done uh, was would be all I would add and being really clear about prioritizing what you need from that person. You could always do a little stalking, like, you know, hang outside of meetings where your <laughs> boss is. And when they come out, do a little walk and talk.
0: Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Or take them for coffee, right? Take Take them for for coffee. coffee. Yeah.
1: This is just about being proactive, being patient and giving this person a little bit of grace until they can uh, have the time to spend with you.
0: I like that. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. That That was was easy. easy.
1: All right. Uh, You know, I'm going to love this next one. How do you make sure your boss knows of your contributions when your manager is often on frequent leave for personal reasons?
0: Your manager knows your, when you're... Okay, so it's the same person. Your manager... Yeah, and, okay. I think they just
1: use boss and manager in the same sentence. So okay. basically, All right. their boss is yeah. frequently on leave for personal reasons. Whatever. Yeah, well,
0: this the, the only problem I have with this question is that your contribution sounds a little... Uh, like, here... Making sure they know.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. that, that was my problem with this uh, question. I don't know if they know or not. They might know. And if they do know, and then you give them a list of, of what you're doing in, while they're not there, might come off badly. So I, I would ask them first to say, look, I, I've noticed that you, you know, not, I've noticed. I see that you have at least. What do you need for me to be current in my, in my contribution? What do you need from me? I would ask the boss. What, what do they need to be current in my contributions to you, meaning the work that I do on your behalf? And then that will give you the frame by which you give them what they what they want. And then in, and then you just embellish it with the things you want to tell them about yourself as well. But it's about them, not you. That's what I would say. Yeah. Frame it from their advantage, not your own.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like what you said, and I think the key is where I'm really in alignment with you is uh that you want to make sure that you are giving them this information in a way that's helpful and useful to them uh yes. or the kind of information that's helpful and useful to the- to them. But I would also say this to everybody out there is that never assume that your bosses know about all your wonderful contributions. Right. Uh, yeah. We always think our boss must notice. Like, no, that's not true. Um, I think it's fine for if they're out a lot, I think you should keep a list of all your accomplishments, uh, all the things that you, get, you got done. Um, I think it's really important that you uh, keep a list of like the different challenges and the solutions that you found. And then let's say, you know, then you get to decide which ones are the most important for them to know. And if you took take Chris's advice by finding out what's most important to them, you can keep them updated. I will tell you this. I don't take a lot of personal leave, but the few times that I do take leave, uh, I love it when my team just sends me a very short email saying, "Here's some of the things that that uh, happened or that we did while you were gone." I yes. love that. I don't want it long, but I like to know that there's continuity going on and that projects are moving forward. So make sure you are keeping them in the loop in some way by uh, short emails, listing your accomplishments or things that you got done. Uh, Be proactive about that. I also think it's important to, because this is a little bit of self-promotion as well. Like if your boss Mm -hmm. isn't around to self-promote you, you might need to do it. So, you know, I also would like talk with my colleagues and make sure that um, I have other colleagues that know what I'm up to um, Mm. or someone that can Act as a temporary point of contact in the manager's absence, but you know I would do a little bit of making sure that I wouldn't like I would keep myself out of some little silo. I wouldn't want my boss's absence for to mean that nobody knows about how great I am.
0: Yeah, I think that's all good. I, I love that. I also like your point about look, this person's leaving for personal reasons. They don't want to spend a lot of time reading corporate. Information on a personal leaf. Yeah. So less is more.
1: Less is more. I used to do this for a boss that I had once where I would just give her like a one pager and it had like 15 things listed on it with like one sentence afterwards and they were kind of like status reports but also completion reports and she Mm -hmm. loved it and it made me think, wow, that's really great. Like I honestly wish my team would do that for me because we have so many long-term projects. I get tired of always asking them, where are we on this? Where are we on that? If they could get in the habit of just giving me a quick update you know every couple of weeks i'd love that
0: yeah i think that's great you know i love more all right
1: if they listen to this podcast and then did it but like that's asking too much you know no one, <laughs> mean- my, no one on my team listens to my podcast
0: uh, you don't know that
1: well courtney does but she's the only one
0: well i don't know that you know that maybe they listen and they tell you they don't listen because you say things about them and then they think that you don't think that they know
1: Oh, you are too kind. There's no way they're listening. No way. That's okay. That means I could talk about them. Okay.
0: Well, if you get a bobblehead, you'll know they're listening.
1: If I get a bobblehead, you know, that's exactly right. Now that's the only way I'll know. Um, No, because- That was from our last episode, people.
0: We talked about bobbleheads as gifts. I want a
1: bobblehead. Courtney Courtney kind of listens, so I bet she'll hear that. All right. All right. So we are rolling through these questions. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah, sure. So what if you and your manager have different values and he slash she expects you to have similar values? For example, your manager or someone higher up is confrontational, uh, suggesting that you should be confrontational too, but you are not. So how do you manage up successfully given the difference in values?
0: Hmm. Well... First off, this isn't a values issue. This is a style issue. The values could be identical. You could have the same, and my theory is you probably do have more similar values than different values, but your style, your, your execution in the exchange is not the execution in the exchange that your manager has. Your manager has been successful with the way they approach things, and they have an expectation that the process they use should be the process you use. You are saying, in effect, I am not that way. So what you have to give them is evidence of your successes in similar instances where you do not use a confrontational style, but you get the outcome that you want to achieve, that he or she wants you to achieve. So that's probably because they need to see some evidence of a different approach. All they see right now is you not being as they are. And you're not really want to be measured against that. You want to be measured against the outcomes.
1: Yeah, you know, I that was, that struck me with this uh, question as well is the word values because I don't yeah, think it's a right. value. I think no. it is quite frankly a, a communication style, exactly. and I think if we you can if you can reframe that from value to style I think that's very helpful because when our values get stepped on again we get frustrated we get upset fight or flight all that happens when we just can understand that it is a different communication style that yes. helps takes the heat off and it doesn't feel so bad so you know I think for this one, what feels confrontational to you may just feel very direct to them.
0: Exactly. Um, assertive.
1: Assertive, you know, and so try not to frame this as confrontational and try not to put any additional meaning on it other than, wow, this person's really direct. So I would suggest being a little more direct yourself, not confrontational, but direct. Uh, this can be really hard. I see a lot of, of this in the different workplaces. Someone is is very direct other person uh, receives that as confrontational the other mm-hmm. person shuts down which makes the other person more direct and more confrontational <laughs> so you know what I'd actually suggest with this one is have a con- One, two things one have a conversation with them about communication preferences so let's talk about you know it's my let's talk about how we communicate and what kind of communication style works best for you and what works best for me. That's number one. Mm-hmm. The other thing I would do is this was a perfect Opportunity, I think, to use like a work style assessment, like the desk. Um, oh, good one! You know, and do it with the whole team. Uh, so that people could really see how these different styles, because part of what you want to do in a kind of an, a, a not a, in a kind of a left-handed way is you want your boss to, to understand how his, her, or their style may not be the best style for you or for mm-hmm. everyone on the team. So understanding how these different communication styles could have positive and or a negative impact on others, I think, could be really helpful. And I would suggest doing this as a team because a it's more fun, and it takes the heat off the one-on-one
0: here. Yeah. And the other thing I would add, because as I thought about this is you have to ask them quite frankly, am I not getting, am I not giving you what you want? Yeah. It, that was my question. Cause you're, you're suggesting that I, uh, that I adopt a, a style that is not my own in the work that we do, which I'm happy to consider, but I'd, I'd be more willing to consider it. If you tell me I'm not giving you what you want yeah. in terms of the outcomes is that, and my, you can only ask that question if you know, you're giving them what they want. Yeah.
1: That's a good point. If you
0: know you're doing that, then you could do this.
1: Well, you know, that's the other thing. Like, you know, what, you know, you could all say, what would it look like if I was more X? Yeah. What would it right. look like? Because, right. Right. you know, you might like- What would the
0: outcomes, by the way, what would the outcomes yeah. look like? That would be an even a nicer touch. Well,
1: it would be what the outcomes look like, but it would also be like, what would it actually look like? So for example, yeah. some people um, like lead with the bottom line, like boom, here's the bottom line, one, two, or three. And some people lead with all the reasons why- and then yeah. the bottom line. So it exactly. would be nice that they could give you a sense of the kind of the structure of how right. the information is also presented as well. Um, so I think this could be a really interesting conversation, but you have to be willing to really listen to what they're telling you uh, and ask questions without assuming it's about values. It's just about style. Yeah.
0: Style. It's not style. all, right, it's all style. All style. That was good. All right. All right. That was good. Uh, That's
1: good. All right. Uh, you're going to love this one. Yeah. I come from a culture where hierarchy is strong. And if someone is above level than you, I feel like I am talking to an adult slash authority dash teacher figure. While I see that my teammates, mostly fellow local guys are having no issues talking to managers as if they are their buddies. What can I do? Mm. I thought this was really great. And I've made yeah, up, that's a- I've made up a story about this, my story is this is definitely someone from, I would say, an Asian culture that has more respect for hierarchies. Uh, and of course, we know it's a woman.
0: Well, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, I could clearly see Asian culture, Southeast Asian cultures, Latin cultures. Yeah. Um, uh, each of them has sort of the hierarchical and the hefe, you know, the boss. Yeah. And so this and the notion respect of respect for that. And the respect. So I see nothing wrong with being deferential to the boss. I see. uh, And what you will come off as uh, is deferential. That's what you will come off as in the eyes of your boss. In the eyes of your teammates, you might come off as a suck up (laughs) simply because, look, wow, aren't you being, you know, you know, you know, goody two-shoes with the boss or different you know what i'm saying yes sir you know all that kind of thing they'll tease you about that so i i think again i i i see nothing wrong with the behavior in which you are engaging in as you engage in it but in the notice where you are i think that's what i'm saying here is that where you are changes how others are as well so if you're in the united states there is an expectation of a more egalitarian exchange More of, but not necessarily absence of hierarchy. So you aren't buddy-buddy with the chairman of the board. Your behavior with the chairman of the board is probably in the deferential uh, arena, as it were. But the closer you are, I would say, in status to the other, the more egalitarian that you can come off as. So what I really like about this, you in the asking of this question, is you notice it. You see it. And if you see it, then you should be able to leverage it to your advantage in situations where you observe it. That's what.
1: Yeah, I found this a really tough question because, you know, I think this, I think there's a cultural difference here, but yeah, I think absolutely. that there's a huge gender difference here. Oh, and yeah, I this think, is a gender thing. I yeah, think so I too, agree. because I think, you know, I've been in situations like this where the men are all bro culture, bro culture, or, right. you know, even bro culture light, but it's very hard for women to get into that game without like Mm -hmm. acting like a bro Uh, so I think it's kind of a double bind too because I think you know I agree with you like being deferential there's nothing wrong with like the respect for hierarchy I think that's a good thing but if if you're too deferential, then they'll never see you as a potential leader, right? They'll never see you as someone that can like really be the boss or play with the big boys, if you will. Yeah, so, I think that's interesting. I, I think this is really hard. I'm not sure I have an answer. What I would say is keep being respectful, but see if you can't also... Uh, Build, uh, uh, not, well, more like work on the relationship, like find out a little bit more about your boss. Find out, like, maybe your boss is a movie buff and so are you. Like find some angles of connection where you can also have more egalitarian conversations. Uh, so maybe mm-hmm. they're an art buff. Maybe they are, maybe they love podcasts. Like if you could find some common interests that you could talk with them on, uh, would be really great. I think it's a nice way to get in there without trying to be a bro but with being like who you are finding some common interests
0: well i'll, I'll tell you another thing i, I two st- one one story i did some work in japan uh, a few years ago and i was running a school and i was sort of the they sent me over to sort of supervise a school and so i'm over there and i'm at the end of the day i'm sitting there and the they the people that i'm just sitting there because they had had lunch and they had you know the whole day there at the end of the day the people came in who cleaned up the room were all women and I just thought they were new staff women. As it turns out, these were the managers as well. And I said, why are you cleaning this place? This was a class for new associates or new, new, new staff. Why are you doing it? And they looked at me like I had a third eye. Well, who else would do it? That's exactly right. And I'm thinking, you're not the ones to do it. Oh, right. those, those young kids should be doing this. And, they, and by the way, the boys should be doing it or whoever made the mess should be doing it. But uh, just because you're a woman, you're not in charge of that. But I thought it was a very, but again, I was being, Dude, was that happens in
1: America as well. I mean, there's oh, no, s- no, I know. so many studies that show that women are the only ones that clean up the conference room. Women are the only ones oh, that yeah, do yeah. the housework in the offices. Like it's, it's out of oh, control. Yeah, crazy. So yeah, By you the know, way, yeah,
0: here's, here, let me give a piece of advice to every woman listening, because this is going to happen to you. There are going to be some event you're at, and there's going to have a flip chart and they're going to say, oh, why don't you do it? And then you should say to them, "Well, I think your handwriting needs more practice. You do." It. That's great.
1: That's that's a great line. I will say one more thing to this question about uh, finding the bros. Is I once had a boss, and everyone was like buddy buddy with them, and I wasn't. And then I happened to overhear him talking about movies and he was a movie buff and I was a movie buff and I remember we had like this 20 minute conversation and we got into a big debate about Hope Davis who's an actress in like indie movies and I was Mm -hmm. I thought Hope was great and he's like Hope Davis is a waste of time and we bonded (laughs) over Hope Davis (laughs) and whether or not we thought she was a great actress and it was great so I just think there's always something that you can bond with someone over and that's really what I think she's looking for some way to build a bond with uh, her boss so anyway and
0: do it one to one don't do it in the company of others Because yes. you will see feel you're being observed. Because
1: you want him to notice you as being, you know, yes. a smart go-getter, someone with a personality, and you can't let all the bros like bro him. You gotta no. get in there. Yeah. No. Oh no. my God, Chris, we did so well. Do you think they'll they'll like these answers?
0: I, I regardless, I'm not getting paid. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is yes.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm sure they'll love them.
1: <laughs> well, Chris DeSantis, thank you for helping me get paid. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. Again, a huge thanks to our amazing uh, executive producer, Mr. Jack Edinger. If you have a workplace question or cubicle dilemma, give us a shout. No questions too easy. No questions too hard. And apparently no questions are too free. Uh, if. <laughs> You can reach us by in- emailing us to info@cubicleconfidential.com, tweet us at cubicleconfide one, or connect us, connect with us on LinkedIn. Chris DeSantis, Mary Abajay, people, we're everywhere. Until next week, we want you to work hard, be kind, don't overbro anybody, and if you can't, call us. All right, see you next time.